so let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington, and we're going to have a good day today, hopefully. It's been, it's already Wednesday. It's been a good week. I'm sure it's Wednesday, I think it is. Um, so let's get started real quick. Again, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I am an attorney licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas, but I'm not your attorney. If you need an attorney, then you need to contact somebody that does uh, the type of law you need help in, in the jurisdiction you need the help. All the information that I put up here on women's football is business information only. It's not legal, legal advice at all, and it does not create a an attorney-client relationship between us. So I'm not your attorney. With that being said, I'm going to talk about a couple legal things today. I'm going to go through, um, I'm probably going to start out with the tryout, list of tryouts that are going on in the WFA this week. Um, a lot of them happened last week. There's a couple that are going to happen this week. And then a couple, um, November, I guess it would be 9th, I think it is. So I'm going to go through that. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I was talking about last time about the player fees. And then I was going to talk about uh, women's football leagues a little bit. I was going to talk about Ponzi schemes and um, understanding how your team or your league is set up. So let's get started. I want to share a couple personal things with you today. <laughs> I don't want to have that even looking at me. Um, sorry. I think I'm having a computer issue because um, everything is running really slow and I don't have time to go buy a new computer tomorrow, but that might be what I'm doing. Um, I hate when those kind of glitches come up. In fact, you know, especially when you have so much content stuck on your computer. So um, I try to get to it before it really, you know, falls apart. What I'm gonna do real quick, I'm going over here. Let me go to my posts. Unfortunately, what's happening here in women's football is I'm having to go to five, six, seven different places um, to get the information. And I am trying to be the central place to go. Um, we're adding people every day, which is awesome. Um, and I haven't even started promoting the super small, sorry, the women's football, women's football success uh, Facebook group yet. Uh, but I am going to do that here in the next week or so. But we have a lot of people coming on board already. And I want to go through tryouts in the WFA real quick. Let's see here. I'm going to try and go through these pretty fast. Um, so Grand Rabbits Tidal Wave just had a tryout on the 27th. I'm going to connect with them and see how that tryout went and see if I can get some information on when their next tryout is. Uh, DC Divas, they always do a really good, they always have a, a large number of players. I'm not worried about them at all. Um, the 27th, they had a tryout as well. Let's talk about this Midwest Mountain Lions, which I believe um, used to be a different team, which is fine. They are having a skills and drills football camp 
on Saturday, November 16th. Registration starts at 1130. The skills plant camp is from 12 to 2, and it's in Milwaukee. So this is the Wisconsin Dragons. Milwaukee County Sports Complex. If you need information, go to info at mwmountainlions.com. MW Mountain Lions. So it's a little hard to remember that one. I don't know if you can hear my cat in there. She's really ticked off because um, she got stuck in this room while people are cooking dinner in the other room. And I'm in here trying to get this radio show done. I, so I have a beagle. I call her my bagel. And a cat in my room with me. So if one of them, usually the cat will start a fight with the dog. And she'll flip out. Um, but anyway. The other team which I'm super excited about. This is the Sun City Stealth. I think they're really getting on board and getting and understanding what they need to do to make this happen. They're having tryouts November 2nd at 8.30 a.m. at the Franklin High School in El Paso, Texas. No experience necessary, of course. Um, 18 and up. People need to realize it's 18 and up by game day, that first game day. I believe is the rule and you might even want to check that too but i think it's by april so there's a lot of people that potentially are graduating high school right now uh this this next semester that will be eligible so they're going to do it combine style and you can get to them on their facebook page they have instagram they have twitter as well and then they have email suncitystealth at gmail.com i like that because um the military right you know Las Cruces area. And let's see about this one. I'm just going through all of the posts that I put on here. Um, it looks like the Dixie Blues, that would be the Jacksonville Dixie Blues, had a tryout on the 26th. And so some of these, we had a lot of tryouts last weekend. Okay, so let's talk about the Phoenix Phantoms. And I apologize because I always get this messed up because then I call the Iowa Phantoms? Is it Iowa Phantoms? Okay. So, right. I get it mixed up. But Phoenix Phantoms in Phoenix, Arizona, um, they've actually published their next three tryouts. They did five, which I love. Um, it really helps to get some people there. So their next one is going to be November 17th. So that's two weeks away. Then they have another one scheduled for um, December 8th and December 15th. Now, the December 8th and December 15th, um, that one... Uh, Hopefully they'll get a lot of people to each of those because once it hits Christmas, we're done, right? We're getting ready to start practicing. They charge a $20 fee, which several teams do charge a fee to do their tryouts. It's going to be at Pecos Park Field number 7. That's at 17010 South 48th Street, Phoenix, Arizona. So they've already got uh, several of their tryouts published. I love it. And then here we go. Here's another one. Sorry, I, I'm just getting dinged over here. Um, okay, so Seattle Spartans. Shout out to the Seattle Spartans. They have um, they had a tryout in early October. I'm curious to see how that went. Um, and I'm going to talk to them this week. They are having another tryout November 9th, so about a week and a half away. That tryout is from 9 a.m. to noon. And they, are, they do it kind of like an open tryout. They do skills and drills and that kind of thing. You can reach them on their Facebook page or, or they have email and it's www.wfa-phantoms.com. 
Spartans.com. That tryout's at Frank Goddard Stadium. Okay, let me just check here. I have probably 20 more here that I'm going to go through. Um, I'm just, but I don't think all 20 of them are going to do it. Daytona Wave Runners, they're having their second tryout November 2nd, so that's this weekend. Super excited for them. So let's let's uh, boost that, post that, share it if you can. Daytona. That's from 11 to 1 at the City Island Park, 115 Orange Avenue, Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, same same thing here. They don't have a tryout fee that I can find here. You register for the tryout at www.daytonawaverunners.com backslash tryouts or go to www.daytonawaverunners.com and you'll see a... Um, I don't know, a, a title there for tryouts. Click on that. Okay. Got a lot of tryouts going on. I'm so happy about this. Memphis, Memphis Sabercats, which is awesome to have a Memphis team fill in right there in the, you know, in the east, mid-east. Um, and then, of course, uh, Mile High Blaze, always um, on top of things. They have a fabulous flyer out. That's Sunday... Um, that's the 10th of November. My grandson will be 11 months that day. I'm so excited. Almost his birthday. Uh, so that's going to be less than less than two weeks. It's from 1 to 4 at Lowry. That's 8200 East Sports Boulevard in Denver. They do have a one-time $20 fee. Um, and then you want to make sure you bring water and athletic gear. You can get a hold of Win or any... Uh, management personnel through their Facebook page. They're very diligent on um, answering questions quickly. The Anarchy had a tryout on the 26th. Um, I'm curious to see how that went. Now Derby City, real quick, let's see. Derby City, they had one a couple weeks ago. They're, they're getting ready for a game. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. Mississippi Royalty had one last week. And then let's talk about the Gulf Coast Monarchy. I love their flyer. They did a really good job. They have a $30 registration fee, but that includes a t-shirt. Their next tryout is on November 2nd, so three days away, four days away, something like that. Um, they are having their tryout at 58 or sorry 575 Division Street Biloxi Mississippi. I love Biloxi. It's where I went to tech school for the Air Force. I was a top secret communications computer systems operator. Super cool. Uh, super awesome tech school. That's going to be from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on November 2nd. Any other questions, you can give them a call. All this is going to be on their Facebook page as well. Let me just check here. Inland Empire just had a tryout. I'll get with them. The teams that had tryouts this last week, I'm going to get with them and see when they're planning their next one. So the women's uh, football combine for the Portland Fighting Shockwave um, is happening November 16th. So just over two weeks away. They're also going to have one on December 7th. Um, all Both of those are at 945 a.m. And the registration fee is 25 bucks. They pay once. You can attend both of the um, 
tryouts. The pre-registration includes a t-shirt, so that's nice. And that's going to be at the Wilson High School Gym, 1151 Southwest Vermont Street in Portland, Oregon. Shout out to Portland. Never been there, would love to go. My husband, uh, one of my husband's best friends from high school was from there, uh, from that area. Let's talk about the Arlington Impact. Thank you so much for giving us your flyer. So the Arlington Impact, Arlington, Texas, they're our sister team, I call them, because uh, we really get along very well. They are uh, minutes away from our team. Must be 18 years or older by April. Um, they want you to wear cleats and workout gear when you come to the tryout. It's at... Hold on. I don't want to say the time because I, it's hard to read here. It says Saturday's 10 a.m., but up here above this, register on Ticket Leap. Okay, so this is, a, it looks like a seven, a, a seven on here, but it's an arrow. So you can actually click through here and pre-register. That's awesome. Their next tryout is November 9th, so a little over a week away. That's at Nicholas Junior High, 2201, and I'm not going to, Ascension, Ascension Boulevard, A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N, Boulevard, Arlington, Texas. Shout out to them. I'm really, um, really excited to um, play with them this year, play against them this year. Um, and then Oklahoma City Lady Force had a tryout on October 26th. I'll check in with them, see how that went, see when their next tryout is. St. Louis Slam. They got their flyer out way ahead of time, which is awesome. They have a tryout um, November 3rd and December 7th at 11 a.m. So you're going to want to get the information from the St. Louis Slam Facebook page or website. They they um, That's all that they shared with us there. So um, you'll want to connect with them to get more information if you're in the St. Louis area. Um, the Toledo Rain, their next tryout is November 6th. I shared that with you last week. Um, you want to check into their Facebook events for full details on that. That's just less than a week away. Shout out to Toledo every time. Okay, so the Iowa Phoenix. So that's where I get it wrong. I, Iowa Phoenix and Phoenix Phantoms. And sometimes I just say Iowa Phantoms and I screw it all up. But I apologize for that. And um, that's just a slip of the tongue, not anything more than that. So the Iowa Phoenix, um, shout out to them. They act, That actually really helps with um, the map as well for the WFA women's football teams. Thank you. And let's see here. So I have the old Houston Power um, open tryouts flyer. It says every Saturday and Sunday in October. I'm assuming that they're going to go again in November, but I can't... Um, Say that for sure. So you'll want to get with them at HoustonPowerFootball.com or through their Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> There's a couple teams that I haven't gotten flyers from or that don't uh, wish to post their flyers. That's fine. I got the Utah Blitz just had a tryout a couple days ago. Now, the Kern County Crusaders, so that is in Bakersfield, California, so north, northern California, um, 
northwest, I guess, north central west. Um, Kern County Crusaders. I've never, I've, I think I went through Bakersfield one time um, on my way to um, Vandenberg Air Force Base where I was stationed in California. But uh, I think it was just a day drive. I don't know. It's somewhere up north. I, I don't have a map in front of me. But anyway, Kern County Crusaders, they are having tryouts. It says Saturdays at 6 p.m. So I'm assuming that that's all Saturdays from now um, for people that want to join the Crusaders in the 2020 season. They said bring plenty of water, comfortable um, work clothes, running shoes and cleats, no, no equipment. So you don't need a helmet and shoulder pads to be doing these workouts, okay? No experience necessary. It's going to be at Emerald Cove Park, 4303 Halton, I think it is. It might be P-A-T-T -T or P-A-L-T way in Bakersfield, California. Okay, hold on just a second. I already talked about them. Mile High Blaze put up another poster. They, they're really good at putting up their posters. I got the stealth up still. Yep, okay. So the um, Dallas Elite, just to share with you guys, um, the Dallas Elite had a tryout um, this weekend. Um, we had about, I want to say, eight or nine new girls attend that. Um, not meaning that they're ones that hadn't tried out before. So some of the girls tried out last tryout and came again this tryout. Some girls tried out at the first tryout. We've held three tryouts so far. Um, that was our final tryout. Um, but what we're going to do is I think we're going to have a, what's called, we call it invitation only tryout. Because um, as we look at the players and what we, um, well, the, some of the girls don't know until tomorrow that they got um, on the team or not. But um, sometimes when a team gets really, really heavy in one area, then um, they'll do an invitation only tryout to try and get girls in another area. Uh, and that's typically done by body type. Um, obviously, we can't tell skill at this point because they haven't been to a tryout yet. But so we'll, we're going to hold an invitation only tryout for girls um, in body types that we still need or possibly need. Um, and that couldn't uh, make it to the final tryout. So that's we typically do that every year. So um, and to those teams that feel like oh my gosh, I've done three tryouts or I'm going to do three tryouts and I'm still going to need way more people. Do five tryouts. Do seven tryouts. I mean, the first year that we uh, got into the Dallas Elite because it was a whole cluster, um, we had like nine tryouts in eight weeks. I mean, it was fast because we didn't get in there until uh, February 6th and first game is April 6th. So we had little or no time um, at that point it was just mostly survival um, and uh, proving a point and making sure we had enough players to go the season without forfeits and I think we did a very good job of that but uh, for those teams that say hey you know what I've, I'm getting ready to have my third tryout and I still need 20 more people have a fourth have a fifth have a sixth tryout if you need to there's nothing wrong with that and there's still plenty of time Technically, you can still have a tryout in January and February. I don't recommend it, and, and I don't like it because... Sorry, I had to get a drink. Because when you 
the team, if you, if you have people that are veterans and then you have tryouts in October and November, some people even had tryouts in September, but you have those tryouts and then the team's starting to gel. This team's starting to mold itself, right? And then you have a Halloween party. We just had a Halloween party last weekend. That was pretty funny. Um, Coach Mike was a table with a pumpkin head and scared the shit out of a lot of people. Um, but anyway, the team's starting to gel and, and mold together and, and communicate. And our team's doing like what I call dry, try, dry practices where they don't have to do practices, but they are because they're just wanting to get started and get working out, right? Um, which is awesome. I love that. But if you then go through December and maybe have a Christmas party in January and maybe have a New Year's party and, and then people start to come on in January and February, it's almost like the new kid syndrome. Um, I went to 12 different schools, so I know what it's like to be a new kid. Um, but it's, it's not the most comfortable thing, especially for people that aren't extroverts and, and aren't, um, open to connecting and, and making new friends and, and being able to do that. Um, so it can be a very hard, challenging thing to have people come on in January. Besides the fact that there's a learning curve, all the girls get to do the basics right now. And we, we give them a ton of information that they can kind of digest in small amounts and um, really get to understand it. I'm super excited about this season because I really want to turn it up and, and um, get into this training. So I'm excited about that. But um, if you need to have four tryouts, six tryouts, eight tryouts, have those tryouts because, um, and there's some people out there that tell me, oh, you know, it's not about the numbers. It is about the numbers. And it, for some teams that say it's not about the numbers, it's because they have specific processes in place that make sure that things happen a certain way, okay? But for most of the teams, I'd say 90, maybe even 95, 92% of teams need to have numbers. And even if you're in a division that has a set number, you need to read the rules because a lot of teams are not understanding what the rules are in the WFA. I don't know about the other team. I don't know what the rules are in the other leagues about um, number of players. But in the WFA, if you're in certain divisions, you're supposed to have either a at least this number of players or you can't have more than this number of players to be in that division or whatever. Those things are changing right now, so I can't give you the specifics. But what I can tell you is if you are supposed to have 35 pe people on game day, then you need to have 50 or 60 girls come through your tryouts. Even 70 or 80 would be okay because you're going to have those people get injured. And I'm not going to talk about that much right now because I've talked about that in the past. And um, you just need to know that uh, it's based on numbers. And if you need to have six tryouts, do it. Okay. So that's all I'm going to talk about tryouts tonight. I'm going to get with um, those teams that had tryouts last week and see what's happening. I'm also connecting with players and I'm going to have them on the show. I'm going to have them on the radio show. And I'm also going to have them on the Facebook group. So we, I finally opened up the Women's Football Success Facebook group. And you can go on there, click 
in and become a member, somebody has to um, accept you, I guess. Um, I don't do a lot of the tech stuff, um, but I'm probably going to have to. So just to kind of explain to you guys a little bit about my week before I get on to um, a bunch of the other stuff is, um, so I run a couple businesses. I have four kids. Um, my husband, Coach Mike, um, typically coaches the Dallas Elite. Um, he also runs a, a company here in Arkansas. We live in Russellville, Arkansas. Um, three of our children live in this community. One of our children lives in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. She's having a baby in like 30 some days. And so, and then we have our first grandson. We're getting ready to have our second grandson. Um, we live here in Russ, well, we actually live in Dardanelle on five acres out in the country. So sometimes I have real bad reception. Um, but I also, I'm an attorney and I also own a couple businesses and somebody else is trying to give me another business. Um, and so it's, I'm very, very busy. Um, we, I try to get things set up for the uh, women's football and the women's football Alliance. And we connect. I'm also the director of team development with my husband. So I connect with all of the uh, teams that are typically division three or division two or new teams. Even some teams come in as new teams and they're already division two or division one. Um, but uh, we connect with them and try to um, educate them and, and uh, give them training on women's football. Um, if you guys, if you're just now coming to our thing, I'll just tell you quickly that um, my husband and I have been in women's football for a while. We got out and moved to Arkansas. We were in Dallas when we did women's football, but we owned three football teams. Um, I'm the only woman in history or the world to ever own three women's football teams at, at one time. And, um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, the idea was to give one to each of my children and also, um, to help the WFA, um, fill in some map areas at the time. And those teams went on to be, uh, it was the Little Rock Wildcats. It's now the Arkansas Wildcats. It was the Tulsa Eagles that are now the Tulsa Threat. And it was the Lone Star Mustangs that actually... Um, went on for two or three years, and then um, two of the people, two of the players on that team, Od Odessa Jenkins and Maria Spencer, went on to create the Dallas Elite. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about that here in a minute, but um, so we've done women's football. We've been successful at women's football. We've been successful in small areas. We've been successful in large areas. Um, I did it all while I was traveling. So we owned these three teams. So if you think about it, we had a team in Dallas, we had a team in Tulsa and a team in Little Rock. And all the teams were successful. All the teams um, did not forfeit any games that I recall when I owned them at least. Um, and we made a profitable business. So that's what I'm here to teach everybody else because although there are some things that we need to be um, competitive about, um, being successful as businesses in women's football, um, 
is certainly possible and is a major goal. It, it needs to happen in order. All of the teams need to be successful in order for women's football to be successful. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Um, so real quick, so you can listen to this. You're probably, I don't know if you're listening or you're getting on a different way, but I'm going to share with you a couple of different things. So I have the women's football success group on Facebook that we just got, that we just launched. And we're going to be doing that every other day about, I'm not going to do that every single day. I don't think I just don't have the time. I wish I did. Um, I hired two people last week and neither one of them showed up to work. And, uh, I have a cleaning lady that comes on Tuesdays and Fridays every week, and she's going to be gone for two weeks. And this is the biggest time in my life because, um, I'm big on Christmas, very big on the holidays. I've already started decorating and my husband probably thinks I'm a nut, um, but I decorate every room. I'll actually probably put a little video up and show you guys um, on women's football success and hopefully some other people will um, do what they do on uh, that. But with that being said, it's it's been a very busy week, very busy two weeks, and I really want to get um, some ladies on here to promote uh, players and stuff like that. Before I do that, I want to share with you. Let me see how much time I have left on this. one. Okay, so we're doing good. So I want to share with you guys a couple things. So last week I talked about player fees. And I just kind of want to recap that real quick. And be a little blunt. Um, I've tried to be really, really nice on this radio show. And I tried to be, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Conservative, I guess you could say. You know, I'm an attorney. There's certain things that I can and cannot say because I'm now an attorney that I would have said when I wasn't an attorney. I'm sure a lot of people understand where I'm coming from. But, um... Women's football and player fees. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't like player fees. I wish we didn't have to have player fees. I wish every player could play for free. And I hope we get there. I hope we get there in the next five, ten years. I really do. I think it'll be about five years before that happens. Where girls don't have to pay to play. But... You know, I'm doing my best. A lot of people are doing their best to try and make that happen. But I'll tell you, um, there's some, I guess, leagues out there and even teams that say there's no player fee. Um, and we'll, I'll get to that more in more detail here in a minute. But um, there's just no way to do it without a player fee at this point in time. You know, women's football is still on a cusp. You know, it's it's kind of had this bell curve. So if people know anything about the history of women's football, it was very big in the 30s, and then it was very, very big in the 50s, and then the 70s. And now we're on this upswing again where people are starting to recognize. I mean, you talk to people daily, I'm sure, in women's football that don't even know it exists, even in your town. You may have been in your town or the team may have been in your town for 10 years and they still don't know you exist. That's a problem. That's a big, big problem. We're not getting out there and letting people know about it, but it takes time. 
right? You can't hit a million people in, in a year. So player fees are necessary at this point, and it's unfortunate. Some teams have different player fees. I've heard as low as 200. I've heard as high as uh, 2,000. It just depends on the team, and they are allowed to set whatever that number is on their own, okay? Um, if you are on a team or in a league that told you that there was no player fees, then you need to keep them at their word. You need to, uh, whether it's in writing or verbal, if somebody said it verbally, it's still a contract, okay? And I'm not trying to give you legal advice. Go on Google and check out what contracts are, and you can read it yourself. But if a team or a league told you that they were founded on no player fees, then they should not be charging you player fees, right? It, it, it's like bait and switch. You go into a, you, you get this ad in the paper and it says televisions, 50 bucks for 50 inch televisions. You walk in the store, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have those televisions. It didn't come in or I sold the last one. Now we have these $700 televisions. They bait you by giving you this advertisement and getting you in the door. And then you get there and it's different. And now you're stuck because either you buy the television set or you walk out, right? So you need to make sure that you're making, if a team tells you that they are no player fee, then make them accountable for that. I don't know, you know, I don't know which teams or which leagues do that, but um, I've heard that it happens and uh, you need to get them to stick to their guns. You need to stick to your guns and say, look, you told me there's no player fee. You know, you publicize that there's no player fee. Why Why am I having to pay a player fee, right? Who's this team? Hold on, sorry. I just started scrolling through. Okay, gotcha. Um, I have about seven windows open here trying to make sure that I click on everything and see everything. Um, I just want to do a shout out if you guys go to my personal page uh, tonight. Um, Irene Valenzuela. It's uh, it's actually Eileen Tucker now. Irene Tucker now. This is a picture of us when she, that was her 16th birthday. So I was 15. My hair is all short. That's so funny. Um, but player fees are required or necessary. If a team is telling you that you don't have a player fee or they told you that and now you have a player fee, you need to stick to your guns and say, look, you told us this and this is how it is. Um, and if not, go talk to your attorney. Um, with that being said, let's go over here. The WFA is pretty quiet right now because everybody's doing their tryouts. Everybody's kind of doing their thing and getting players into their team. Um, and it seems like everybody's doing really, really well at getting those um, teams going. Let's see here. I wanted to talk to you guys about teams that tell you that there's no player fee. Okay, so let's talk about teams that teams that charge the players. Veterans don't have player fees. So they'll... Uh, Get people in there and say, veterans don't pay player fees, but new people pay a higher rate. So, for example, veterans are free and rookies are 1000 
And then maybe the ones that have been there two years are like 700, right? Okay, who's paying for the veterans? The rookies, right? And maybe some of the two-year players, right? Does anybody know what that is? It's like a Ponzi scheme. I don't know if anybody knows, if anybody's heard of Bernie Madoff. Okay, so if you are doing this, I mean, what's happening is the rookies are paying for the veterans to play. And then a lot of times the veterans play the games and the rookies don't get to play. So they're basically, it's kind of like a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, but it's a Ponzi because... Um, the people that at the low end of the totem pole um, pay for the people at the on top of the totem pole and, and they get nothing from it or very little. If you're only playing a couple plays or something like that, but you're uh, paying a large player fee and veterans aren't paying, um, that's a Ponzi scheme. So let's talk about it really quick. And it's typically used with investing scams, but it still can be used in any any kind of where any kind of situation where you pay in. So a Ponzi scheme is a fraudulent investing scheme promising high rates of return with little risk to investors. The Ponzi scheme generates returns for early investors by acquiring new investors. So it generates returns for the early investors by acquiring new investors. And a lot of people thought that um, like these multi-level marketing companies, um, Party Gals, I don't know, Mary Kay Cosmetics, those different things. A lot of people think that those multi-level marketing companies are similar to a Ponzi scheme. There's a difference because they actually, um, it's left up to them to make as much money as they want so they can buy in how much ever they want. But anyway, um, it's similar to a pyramid scheme in that both are based on using new investor funds to pay for earlier investors. So both Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes eventually bottom out when no new investors come, right? So if you have a team where everybody's a veteran, then you have a problem because everybody gets to play football for free. So these teams are dependent on new players coming in to pay for the old players to get to play for free. Um, Bernie Madoff is, is uh, a very um, famous for um, doing this. And let's see here. So in, I'm just going to read this to you because I just pulled this up. In 2008, Bertie Madoff was convicted of running a Ponzi scheme that falsified trading reports to show a client was earning a profit on investments that didn't exist. Okay, big, big problem. So regardless of the technology, and I'll tell you what, the reason I'm going here is because this is what... Um, a gentleman in women's football is accused of. And we we told you this years ago, two years ago, we talked about the fact that this was going on. And um, everybody thought, oh, 
you're making this shit up. Um, you know, I paid a lot for this education and um, it helps me to stay, steer clear of these things. Uh, real quick, so I just want to make sure everybody realizes um, because this happens every week to me, every week, okay? It's super frustrating and that's why we're going ahead with all this stuff because every week I get players coming to our tryouts or calling me or emailing me or texting me that I am the Texas Elite Spartans. We are not the Texas Elite Spartans. We are not associated with Odessa Jenkins or Bryant Sewell. Okay. I own my businesses. I uh, pay my taxes. I do all the stuff that I'm supposed to do. Okay. But um, I want to make sure that people officially know. Um, I mean, this is embarrassing. Okay. We are not associated with Bryant Sewell. The Dallas Elite Spartans are not associated. And um, information, you know, you guys are able to go on Google and get all this information. Um, but Bryant Sewell was, is now alleged, let's see here. This is a big, 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 huge, bad problem. Okay, so the SEC halts alleged $125 million offering fraud. Okay, so this is a Ponzi scheme offered by Michael Young, Michael Stewart, and Bryant Sewell. Okay, so they would offer that their, uh, I guess this they, it alleged an algorithm that was created by Bryant Sewell as a trading strategy that had never experienced an unprofitable month and had returned more than 1,600% since inception. That's your first red flag. Okay, anybody that has knows anything about investing, you cannot have 1600% return on investment every month for 18 months. It's ridiculous. But what happens is they tell people, hey, no, 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 we're, we're this month's going to be even better. You don't want your five million out. You want to keep it invested and you want to give us five million more so that those people that are saying, no, I want my five million out, they have the money to give the five million out without pulling out any of the money that was already there. Okay, that is a Ponzi scheme. Big, big red flags of Ponzi scheme. I wanna make sure everybody knows we are not associated with Bryant Sewell um, at all whatsoever. And um, that's the Texas Elite Spartan stuff. Um, I'm not going to get into all that because I have it all, we have it all going in a different direction. We actually are in uh, litigation right now with them. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows that we are not associated. Now, for example, people, people think that because Bryant Sewell is no longer associated with women's football, that everything's good, right? There's this illusion, smoke and mirrors again, that because Bryant Sewell is no longer in women's football, that everything's okay. Did you guys read this? Did anybody read this? It says that they this has been going on through since 2016. Okay. So this fraud has been going on since 2016. And it wasn't until September of 2019 that they uh, indicted or that they put the formal complaint in. So for three, over three years, this was happening. 
So you think that just by taking him out of women's football that it's okay? Every red cent that he invested into women's football, they want back. These investors, this $125 million of investor money, they want it back. And they're owed it back. So if he financed travel, if he financed a bus ride, if he financed a trip to the Bahamas, if he bought lunch, they probably won't go after lunch, right? But if he financed those things, so what was happening there is he's putting the money into a unprofitable business. Putting this money from other investors into an unprofitable business to be able to use it somewhere. There's got to be connections to that. People cannot sit there with the illusion that everything is okay. This is bad and it is serious. Anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest a little bit. There's a, if you go to Sun Law Group, if you, if you Google media tricks, media tricks, capital fun, you'll see a website that comes up called Sun, S-O-N-N -N, Law Group. Okay, Sun Law Group. And they actually have like a 1-800 number. Did you lose money investing in media tricks? If you suffered losses investing in media tricks, capital funds, we may be able to help you recover it. And they have a page here that talks about you put your name in and if you've been wronged, okay? That they're going to find where the $125 million went. And they're going to get as much of it back as they can to give it to those investors that were um, fraud, fraudulently um, or defrauded, I guess. Frauded. Or, I don't know. Um, this is bad. It's really bad. And just to kind of take his name off of paperwork or delete pictures. I mean, all those pictures are screen saved, you know, screen saved, print screened, whatever you want to call it. All those pictures are print screen. So it's not just today. It's anything that he's done since 2016. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I say it's unfortunately. He has touched women's football with his presence. I Now, I don't know him. All I'm doing is stating facts. I'm not giving any... Um, you know, legal thing. I just read from the statements that are out there on Google. That's all I did. You go to Mediatrix um, Capital and it pulls it up. It's all there. So anyways, I, I'm afraid that this is going to impact women's football in a bad, bad way. And I hope it doesn't. I hope that we can get on and move along. But there's, I mean, this stuff, there's different kinds of people in women's football. So again, when you say we're all here for the same reason, no, we're not. So it's offensive when people say, oh, why don't you guys just get together and be friends and live happily ever after? No, we are not all here for the same reasons. I'm here for women's football to succeed.
And I'm not going to do it fraudulently. I'm not going to do it unethically. I'm going to do it honestly. I'm going to help everybody that wants to be helped. You don't want to be helped? I understand. You can do it on your own. But I am willing to help anybody. Um, there's a lot of people in women's football that, that don't want to help others because their ideas are taken and stolen and ripped off. And we all know this is happening. It needs to stop. We need to show people that it needs to stop. With that being said, I don't want to have to talk about this topic anymore. It, there's such negativity and um, negative vibes around it. Our team wants to get on with positive positivity and, and move forward and, and create this wonderful thing in women's football. And it's hard to do that when weekly people come to our tryouts and say, oh, where's Odessa? I don't know. Or they come, they text us and say, oh, I'm sorry, I missed your tryout. Well, our tryout's in two hours because you're confused. Because you're getting misinformation. So I'm, uh, I'm ready for, uh, to move into a, a more positive direction and get on with women's football. We have some great things going on here. Um, so let's get out of that topic. Ugh. I just want to share with you guys because nobody knows, nobody's understanding these Ponzi schemes that are going on. And I talk about this in my business, in my, um, in my business teachings or instruction or training, whatever you want to call it. But if you're a business owner and all you women football players are business owners, you are your business. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do the accounting thing. I, I have an accountant. Okay, well, great. I don't want to do the legal thing. I want to call, go to legal Zoom. Okay, but you still are responsible and you have a duty to know what the hell is going on. So if your accountant screws you, it's your fault. It's not your accountant's fault. It's your fault if you get screwed by the accountant. It's your fault if you get screwed by the football team. It's your fault if you get screwed by a Ponzi scheme. Because if you're gonna get if you're gonna get into these kind of businesses, you need to know what's around you. So I hope that helps. I hope that it helps to educate people because people need to be educated in this industry. And um, hopefully, you know, the, the reason I'm doing this in, in this format is it'll be around forever. People, even when I'm gone, people can go and listen to these things and educate themselves. So if I just put it on paper. Or if I just, you know, spoke about it without it being recorded, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't be able to go back and listen to this stuff. So with that being said, let's get ourselves educated. So we have our Women's Football Success radio show. I want to shout out to BJ for uh, doing the management of it and the background stuff. I don't know what she does to it, but she takes all my stuff and she puts it on the radio show. Thank you for that. She's been a long time uh, women's football advocate from uh, SAC, Sacramento, California, is where she's at now. And um, she's actually had some teams, um, had a team in the IWFL. And 
does a bunch of things for women's football. And shout I think she was uh, inducted into the Women's Football Hall of Fame or something. Awesome. Um, for media. And so that's going to be really cool. I'm really proud of her for that. That's a big deal. But um, I want to make sure that everybody knows, if you're wa- listening to the radio show, Women's Football Success, you can also go to the Facebook group, Women's Football Success Facebook group. You have to get uh, accepted in. So answer the questions and they can accept you. And then also we have our website, which is moving over. But right now it's at um, supersmallbiz.com. So that's my other another one of my websites um, for business consulting. And one of the titles at the top says Women's Football. And I put a ton of resources in there. Um, those are going to be moving over to their own separate thing. So I'm excited about that. But I just I don't know when I'm going to have time to get it all done. All these businesses are look like little children, right? You, you, I don't love any one of my children any less or any more. And, but all of them need my love. And so I try to give as much love as I can to each one of these businesses every day. Um, time blocking is a big deal to me. But... Um, and having a, a wonderful support staff. But um, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we're getting ready to have some women's football players on the show. Um, also, we're going to do some Facebook Lives through Women's Football Success. If you've been able to check out Women's Football Success, I put uh, several different videos of the Dallas Elite tryout last week um, as samples or as ideas of what... Um, we do at our tryouts and what you might do or might not do at your tryouts, but that helps um, potential players to see what they might expect from being uh, at a tryout for women's football. I really want to thank you guys for listening. So today we talked about tryouts. We talked about player fees. We talked about um, if your league or team tells you that there's a player fee, stick to your guns, make sure you don't pay a player's fee. If they told you there wasn't one, um, We talked about Ponzi schemes and uh, women's football success, Facebook group, website, and radio show. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Ah.